I watched all of uh, The Boys. Fuck yeah. It's awesome, man. It is pretty awesome. But when I was watching it, I noticed that behind my projector lens, there is some dust. And uh, it, was, it wasn't in the way, but it's like, oh, I can see this dust on the wall projected. I'm going to try and blow it out of there. And like Mr. Bean Man, I tried to like clean it, and then it just gets a hundred times worse. But now there's just <laughs> dust everywhere on the inside of my lens. Damn it. I'm like buying new screwdrivers and shit, because I can't, I, don't, I need a screwdriver that's long enough to get into these holes and also wide enough to grab the uh, screw. And it, it's, it was ridiculous. I, I bought a screwdriver. That one was too big. The one I had was too small. My uh, buddy came over. He had a screwdriver. That one fits. So that's what I have to do. You have to use one of those like special cloth rags to wipe it. Uh, yeah, probably. I have for those. like eyeglasses stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do that. Flipping. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Why can't I say flipping? Amazon. It's okay on Amazon. Fucking Apple doesn't let me say it. Sons of bitches. I know. Yeah, my uh, my buddy came over and we were playing Ultimate Alliance. Right. You're missing out. Oh, did you did you uh, watch any sports? What sports have you I seen? Mean, <laughs> I watch baseball on the regular. Tomorrow is the big. Well, I mean, it's gonna be fuck. So again, <laughs> tomorrow or this Wednesday afternoon is like the big trading deadline for baseball, which would be like a big sports news worthy type of thing to randomly mention but so far it's been a little bit slow because there haven't been any like big names traded quite yet because everyone kind of waits until the deadline and like the indians have one of the best pitchers who potentially could be available so i don't know yet if he's going to get traded or not Hmm, so, i see yeah very interesting insights and opinions about sports I know. I'm I'm good at that shit. Yeah. Good thing I made this drop. Take me out to the sports game. Take me out with the sports. Buy me some sports talk and cracker jack. I don't care if I never sports talk. <laughs> it's a little long, I guess. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think a song from 1908 is okay to use. I don't think there's any copyrights on it. Well, I was thinking we could use the song from 2007, so this is probably a lot safer. Hell yeah. 111 years old, that song. I wish I owned a copyright on that song then, just to... Just so you can sue me. Make bank off of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My notes for today are, like, really, really short for the comic books, and then I have a shitload of notes about the boys. I mean, that's fine, as long as we have something yeah. to fill the time with. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. We don't have a specific time to fill anyway. I thought we had that 48-minute, at least, minimum for our sponsors to stay happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To make, um, who was sponsoring us? Oh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Happy. Uh, Google Stadia. Disney Plus. Yeah. Benadryl. Oh, man. KFC. <laughs> All of those uh, big timers. 
Yeah. All right. All right. John Tash, play me in. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Talking Tracks with the Giraffes Have Black Tongues crew. I'm your host, the internet's DC the God, the old man Logan of Tinder. Joining me tonight is me. I'm Donnie. I am your other host. Alright. Thank you, thank you. Alright, calm down. Calm down. Alright, alright, good. The crowd is going nuts. They can't contain themselves. I know. This week, we are talking about BPRD Night Train, which uh, was only one issue. Sorry, I didn't know it was only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's very short. Uh, we're talking about yeah, it was. Oblivion Song, Volume 1, and we're talking about The Boys on Amazon. So sign up Speaks for Amazon Brought Pri- to you yeah. by Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's good. Giraffes, HPT, pod. Right. Promo code giraffes. Yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about first? I mean, let's talk some tracks, dude. Let's train talk. Yeah. I, okay. So we read BPRD Night Train. It's about a train. Looks like a, a ghost train. A ghost train. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, one of those steam powered trains. The best kind. It appears. Yeah. From like 1939. So not quite as old as my baseball song but uh pretty old um yeah i mean i like that name talking tracks that's a that's a pretty good podcast name we should i think we should start a new podcast that, that's uh, just about off. trains yeah <laughs> ride the rails with david donnie oh man ride the rail there's so many good things talking tracks could be a music podcast too i know that's that's why i picked that maybe one. we could we could talk about songs that are about trains Oh, fuck yeah, like, uh... Murder Train A-Comin'. Those songs? Yeah. Yeah, it's the only one I can think of. I'm for the murder train. <laughs> yeah. Going back to BPRD, this is about a uh, woman who has fire powers, I've forgotten her name, and a homunculus Liz. man. Okay. And a homunculus Liz man? Is the, Liz is the female character from the two movies, who is, like, Hellboy's girlfriend and then wife-ish oh. character. In the Ron Perlman movies? Yeah. Oh, okay. I uh, was unaware of that. They also have the homunculus, which I thought a homunculus was like a a really small man who had like normal proportions. Is that a... I don't know, but it's clearly not in this (laughs) book. It's clearly not the version they went with. Yeah, why not? What the fuck? Roger, Roger is a giant. Yeah, he is. He's also a sloppy fucking eater, man. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it says it's an artificially made dwarf, supposedly produced in a flask by an alchemist. What the fuck? Yeah, a fully formed miniature human body believed, according to some medical theories of the 16th and 17th centuries, to be contained in the spermazone. Spermazone. What the fuck is that? A divine human being or a human fetus is the other definitions. 
So this is not a homunculus for sure. He does not meet any of those What's requirements. His nickname? Why? Well, no, because he, he is like a he is like a cyborg or a non regular man. So he's an artificially made monster man or something. But he's supposed to be small. A homunculus should. Well, maybe it's like when you call the big guy it's like, like tiny. Him tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, That's all it is. Good. All right. But it's less interesting. I it's think cooler something to... than Little Roger. <laughs> yeah. Little Mac. But he actually was yeah. little. Homunculus Mac. <laughs> yeah. Little Mac is a homunculus. All right. So anyway, yeah, that guy, he's a sloppy eater. And uh, I guess he tried to kill Liz at some point. So he's having difficulty with that. He did kill her, they said. Oh, he did. Okay. Then he gave up. So I don't know. This was confusing because yeah. <laughs> she gave up her fire power to save his life at some point in time. And then after that, he accidentally kills her. And then he had to revive her using giving her back that firepower or something. I don't. Yeah. I like, don't know. It was clearly from a previous story that we didn't read here in this one issue. But yeah, that was confusing. Yeah, it was. So they're saving each other's lives, I guess. So let's go back to this train then. This uh, ghost train. It's pretty cool. Lobster Johnson has something to do with it. I guess he was on the train. And uh, in the description I read last week, they make a point of mentioning Lobster Johnson. And in this book, though, Lobster Johnson didn't do shit. I don't know what the point of him is. Because he's a normal, he's a recurring character. Like, so... I went online and read some shit about like who he is. Okay. So he's like a regular character in like the Hellboy books. Yeah. He's uh, kind of like an anti-hero, I-, I guess. I don't know. Maybe waivers between sides. But he's just constantly like trying to hunt down and murder every Nazi he can find. Oh. Okay. I guess I guess he's a recurring character, and that's why they maybe mentioned he would be in there. Okay. And he has a lobster claw. For like, hand. Yeah. I. No. No. He has a he uses that as a symbol. He'll he'll burn it into your forehead, kind of like in Glorious Bastards when they oh. did that with the swastika to all the Nazis they caught. Oh, okay. Why doesn't he just do a swastika? Because he doesn't want to promote that symbol <laughs> of hatred. The symbol of peace. He's Lobster fucking Johnson. He's better than that. Yeah, yeah. Hopper was really excited to see Lobster Johnson in that shitty movie at the end of it. Of course, weren't we all? Well, I assume that was the inspiration for why you picked a book starring Lobster Johnson. No, the inspiration was trains, and the uh, Lobster Johnson was just the secondary reason that I picked that. Mostly, I'm into the trains. Yeah, that that checks out. Okay. LJ just happened to be there. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, So this train has a weird curse, where this it was, it was attached to this Nazi guy. But he just, like, gives Liz a thing, and then the curse is on her now. And then to solve the curse, the hum- homunculus just, like, takes the jewel that's cursed. And then that was it. Then the, the, the ghost train goes away. So there's a super <laughs> weird, like, super convenient, yeah, extra the quick fuck? little thing where he's got, like, this, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a stone amulet or something. Yeah. And he kind of just, like... Throws it at Liz, and it somehow like gets attached yeah. inside of her soul or something, and then that's how the Nazi ghosts 
start hunting after her instead of the old man Nazi. So yeah, it was weird. And then yeah, Very like convenient. without even a second of like uh, hesitation, Roger just like reaches into her soul or whatever and pulls it up, snaps it in half, and that's the end of it. It was so quick and so like nothing of a story. Yeah, that was it. Like it was really easy to satisfy those that ghost train. You know, the, and apparently it's been uh, around I mean, it's for eventual. many years. It's not well, a vengeful train. It just wants to finally have peace, I guess. Like, peace in hell for being Nazis. I shit. guess. Or they, they go to Nazi heaven. Hellboy made a quick cameo telling the homunculus that he's an asshole or whatever. You're never That's gonna one of shit. my notes. Is uh, yeah. So Hellboy shows up. And it looked like, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I made sure to note it. Okay. His, it looks, the way he's animated, it looks like he has kind of, uh, like, as if he had just shaved his head and was starting to get a little bit of stubble coming in. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like, his hair would be. Yeah. Like, he didn't have the normal, like, I don't know how you describe his haircut, but that classic mullet. old boy haircut look. It's not even a mullet. It's yeah. like just a like horseshoe style, like old balding man haircut with a giant oh, yeah, ponytail yeah. at the end. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's so it, it looks like he had shaved like the top of his actual bald head for some reason. <laughs> to make it was the starting to somehow magically thing. grow hair there. <laughs> that's true. Like, it was it was super weird looking to see him like that. Yeah. But yeah, he, he makes a little appearance and then uh, along with him right next to him, I don't know if you noticed, was Abe. Yeah, I, I saw. The fish man. Yep. There you have it. <laughs> That's all the notes I had on this book. This book was uh, very short. That was all the notes you needed, yeah. I know, yeah. I, do you have anything else to say about this book? No, like, uh, <laughs> yes. Hellboy's haircut was the one note I had for it. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, I mean, there's a train, that was nice. Yeah, it did have a train, that was cool. Yeah, I think there's like, yeah, there's maybe about 15 or so panels that feature the train i was just counting the train panels but some of them are nice. a little iffy because it's a ghost train that's kind of halfway there but uh but yeah it's pretty good oh i actually have the hellboy right here his hair is growing in he says you'd only let us down wow what a dick no nah, hellboy's so, just got high standards man he's yeah he's not easily impressed no yeah i guess not classic classic homunculus roger yeah. Always letting everyone down, murdering his partner by accident. Yeah, or something. he is. Something like that. Calling himself a homunculus when he's clearly not. There's no chance that he calls himself that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> probably. That was clearly a name assigned to him by, like, probably those weird, creepy, uh, identical twins. Who, like, wow. are picky burger eaters. Yeah, it was probably just... those guys. Okay. So, I guess... You can read this book. It's short. If you like trains, there's a there's a train in there. Ghost trains are always a ghost train. Pretty cool. Even better. Yeah. It's like that movie Ghost Ship, only only on a train. instead of at sea, it's on train tracks. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't. There were no train tracks, were there? I think it just kind of appeared in like the guy's driveway and then just uh, vanished. Yeah, I think that I feel like it was on tracks, but like it wouldn't really make sense that the tracks would go straight for a building. So maybe the tracks are also maybe they're ghost tracks too. Well, they're ghost tracks, yeah. Yeah, so you could just ghost do tracks that lead to ghost places built by Ghost Bohannon. Well, I mean, it was living Bohannon at the time. Well, no, he doesn't. Well, no, work not for the, the ghost ones. Fuck that. Well, 
he made the tracks. This was still in Colorado, right? He didn't Did operate he? in Colorado. He was in Wyoming. All right. Well, I guess it's not Bohannon then, so don't read the book. Yeah, the those tracks are not, really were not built time. by. They weren't even built by Bohannon. <laughs> <laughs> so really, what's the point then? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you want to hear some reviews? Poor. You found reviews for this one issue? Well, read some fucking reviews, you cuck. I'll play it, but uh, but no. What I did find instead was a like when I googled BPRD Night Train reviews, the very first thing that comes up, no reviews, but I discovered that there's a Hellboy podcast that was talking about it. Oh, so shit. I thought we'll just shout out the the Hellboy podcast and like their description is. It says, uh, in our 12th episode of season three, the last installment of Countdown to Hellboy 2019 is here. They're counting down, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. That's hardcore. They fully discussed the BPRD story Night Train, September 2003, featuring Liz Sherman, Roger, and Lobster Johnson, plus an evil and justice-seeking ghost. Oh, okay, that's bad grammar there. But uh, but yeah, that's all they say about this An thing. Evil justice-seeking ghost? Yeah. How's that bad grammar? No, an evil justice-seeking ghost. Plural. Oh. Yeah. So, there there you have it. That's uh, that's what they... You can listen to that podcast. Donnie the Grammar Nazi. I know, yeah. But um, I should have been a screenshot Nazi. Wait, you... <laughs> You took notes oh, about yeah. this podcast's <laughs> review, but you were—you didn't bother to like include the title of it. <laughs> okay, it's because the title is weird. It's called "Aw Crap: A Hellboy Podcast." <laughs> Listen to that podcast. Nice. Yeah. All right. Anyway, speaking of, I don't know, ghosts or homunculuses. There were there were no ghosts or homunculuses in or is it homunculi? I don't know what it is. In uh, Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman, Volume One. So, what do you think of Oblivion Song? I mean, there are kind of ghosts. Yeah, th- not not like, actually though. Not 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 half really. The, half of Philadelphia is like presumed dead. Yeah, just presumed. So that though. makes them ghosts. <laughs> Does it? they come back to the real world, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you assume someone is dead, do you think they're not a ghost immediately? Um, I guess I do think it's a ghost. Getting into Oblivion Song, though, this reminded me of... Have you seen the movie Annihilation? No. Okay, you should watch it and then explain to me the story. Um, but this That's the one where it's like Natalie Portman inside yeah. of like a weird biodome. Yeah, inside of like a rainbow biodome or whatever. Very, very fucking weird movie. But very good. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. But the monsters kind of remind me of Annihilation and the colorful alternate reality also does as well. The alternate reality also reminds me of Rick and Morty a little bit too. Yeah, I can see that one. Yeah. So what what did you think of Oblivion Song? It was alright. Yeah. Wasn't blown away by it, but I mean, it was okay. A decent thing to check out, I think. Alright, so would you is uh would you rather read this or Walking Dead? I mean, 
I'd say Walking Dead, but that's only because I was way more invested in the story. Yeah. Than I am right now. I, I if I've read what was it like a hundred shy of two hundred uh, issues of it, I would probably I don't know what my answer would be at that time then. Oh well, how about this or Outcast? Outcast. All right, this or Invincible. I'm gonna pick Invincible. All right. I mean, I've so, read more of all of those. Yeah. Well. So that's not well, that's still. not proving a point. I think you're trying to make <laughs> this or BPRD Night Train. Well, there were no trains in this one, so yes. BPRD obviously. <laughs> yeah. This or Punisher. This. All right, we finally got there. We finally got there. This or Thing. If it's Thing getting made fun of by school-age children, <laughs> I'd still pick this, but I would at least laugh at that. Okay, okay. So this is at least better than The Thing and The Punisher, according to Dave. This wasn't bad. I'm not <laughs> in any way implying or saying that. Yeah. It's not nearly as good as anything else I've read from Kirkman's creations. I mean... I, I agree with that. I, I think I care the least about this comic series uh, than any of his other ones. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that could just be because I've only read one collected issue of it so far. Like, yeah. Who's to say it's not going to grow on me more if I give it another chance? Like, it's not bad by any stretch. Well, when I first started reading the, reading, uh, the Walking Dead, I was like, right, I was hooked in immediately. Same with fucking invincible too outcast uh outcast i was i was like i was uh, i was okay with that one i wasn't as into it as you were but um yeah like invincible i read the first you know we read that first uh volume and i was like immediately hooked i'm like yeah this 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 series is really good i want to read more of this but uh not not really with this one i'm like oh okay fine the main character is nathan cole pretty cool name what what does uh does Kirkman always like name his characters after dirt or something? Because we had like Rick Grimes, Nathan Cole, you know, spelled differently than the train. Kyle Cole. Barnes. Kyle Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Barnes. Everyone just shits in Barnes. Yeah. What the what's, fuck? What's the uh? What's the kid's name in Invincible? His name is Mark. What? Mark shit. Mark something. I can't remember his last name. Probably Mark Dirt or Mud. Mark Gravel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Pebbles. I think we think we figured out his naming convention here. Just pick a dirty thing and like, just make that the last name. But okay, this dude, he's like, he keeps going to this other dimension to look for his brother who got sucked in there. So like half of Philadelphia got transported to another dimension, including this dude's brother. And I, I'm wondering if it's including the It's Always Sunny crew too. I wonder what side they ended up on. Yeah, we never find out, unfortunately. Yeah, they don't mention... No no references to It's Always Sunny. I feel like there should be. Yeah, I mean, if you're basing your comic book in Philadelphia and you don't want to pay royalties to It's Always Sunny, you would think you would still at least like, make a... Yeah. Imagine maybe like Green Man. Yeah, yeah, Pearls. the Philly fanatic or whatever. You could at least have That's that in there. That's a reference to It's Always Sunny. That's well, a... the one episode. He makes an appearance in that, but that has nothing to do with It's Always Sunny. That's a fucking beyond well-known sports mascot from 70 years before It's Always Sunny <laughs> was even, like, created. Who is the sports don't disgrace, guy? Don't disgrace. Stop your sports talk. All right, play the drop, because you're fucking it up so badly right now. Sports guy. Donovan McNabb. Sports. 
There you go. That's a Philly quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can talk about McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. The McRib. I'm loving it. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. So more It's Always Sunny in this book would be better. All right. Uh, what else do we have here in this book? They had like a museum built for this event, which I kind of liked as an expositional tool because Nathan brings these people back and it's like, here, let's uh, teach you about what happened in those 10 years. And then they, they just go to this museum that conveniently tells you the whole story, which is really good. And then they go to this wall or whatever. They built a wall around the place, put all these names on it. So then Nathan's it's a crossing giant monument that kind of, so like wherever this thing happened, it kind of like turned it into a wasteland. So they have this giant monument kind of blocking off the wasteland area so that people don't go. I don't know why they don't want people going out into it, but yeah, right. For whatever reason, they're prevented from doing so. Yeah, and they have a lot of stuff like that about the event. They have like AA for uh, oblivion survivors talk about their problems and it's a stuff. Support group. It's not an AA. It's AA for that. And then the one dude, Duncan, who was a survivor, and he's a scientist helping Nathan. He is always refusing to go to this AA. And, uh, you know, he gets all, wakes up screaming and shit and like does all this, uh, PTSD stuff. Cause he's, he was rescued from that place. Yeah. Right. And then later he gets cucked by his wife. Like she's, his wife is cheating on him with some other dude. And then the other dude was like waiting at their apartment no. for some reason. And then she runs after him like, Oh wait. And he's just standing there like a cuck. That sucks. It's not, that in no way makes him a cuck. And second of all, it wasn't <laughs> cheating on him. Wasn't she? She was fucking him while she thought he was dead when he was a ghost living on the other dimension planet thing. Oh, okay. When oh, he got yeah. back, she stopped fucking the other guy. Wait, they didn't bang at all? I thought they banged in this. They had dinner. Oh. he was like trying to be like, oh, I, wanna, I still love you or something. I still want to like, bang Fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> See if your husband would be up for it. <laughs> Dinner, to me, is apparently that, that sex scene at the restaurant that they were in, in front of Duncan. That's what I remember. Duncan wasn't invited to dinner. He was under the impression they were at his sister's or something. Mm. Yeah, that's true. She got back really late. So maybe they did bang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could leap to that conclusion. Right. Or it could have just been a late dinner. Well, how late does dinner really go? What's the latest dinner you've had with a lady without nice. sex? Oh, I thought you just meant in general. Um, no, if you like go out to dinner no with idea. someone. Uh, yeah. I don't, you don't do that? I eat around like 6.37ish. I don't know. Take them to McDonald's. Eat late. <laughs> Fast food. Yeah. You got to get it before the drive-thru closes, you know? Get them their chicken if I, nuggets. If I'm really trying to win her over and impress her, it's got to be while I can still dine in. And they close the indoors at like 10, 9 or 10. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You got to get those, the people that age only like chicken nuggets. People of every fucking age love chicken nuggets. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> no, they only are like chicken nuggets. Of course everybody likes chicken nuggets. They're delicious. But uh, yeah. those young people only eat chicken nuggets is what I'm saying. All right, never mind. It's not true. Children enjoy burgers and hot dogs too, man. French yeah. fries? Yeah, French fries are good too. At some point, we run into Nathan's brother, who is a survivor of the, what do they call that? The transference, 
and he's leading a group of survivors and they're living happily in this other dimension. So that's that's what he's doing. Once they eventually find him, he's like, oh, maybe I don't want to go back to the uh, to the place. So it's only been 10 years. They've been they've been gone for 10 years. Yeah. And somehow in that 10 year stretch, they discovered this entire brand new location like it's not up in the clouds. It's not on top of a mountain. It's like these weird like plants that they kind of climb up. Yeah. And they somehow discover that it could support an entire like community. So they build an entire like old Western town right there inside of these like plant. I don't know, plant items or bases or whatever as like base for the community. And they've got an entire working community right there. It only took them like 10 years to completely build and like figure out how to maintain and get it up and running and everything. That seems like that's way too fast to me. Because like anytime I've ever seen like any like road construction or like any sort of like home improvement type shit, it has never, it usually takes 10 years. And it's with people with like actual equipment that could be used for these uh, type of tasks. Like they don't have like any bulldozers or any fucking like uh, cranes to pick up the like wood that they're using to build these uh, homes and buildings. They don't even have rope, as far as we know. Well, they don't. They're not building roads. They're building tree huts. I don't think you really need the heavy. Ten years is a long time. I feel like it's reasonable that they're living in these huts with the. You know, there's a little construction into it, they but look, it's not that No, they look like regular wooden houses. They're not like huts. It was like, they had like an entire salon in like the downtown. It looked like they had shops and like... Yeah, they figured out commerce. I wonder what they're using for money. Bitcoins. They probably got Bitcoins, yeah. Yeah. Bitcoins <laughs> grow on trees in that universe. Yeah. It's a fucking they dream. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I guess... I I feel like ten years you can figure it out. Like, uh, how long does it really take to establish a community? But they don't they don't have tools, is what I'm saying. Like, how could they? You can make simple tools. Like construction for a house would take like what three to f- five months in the real world with tools and like equipment that you need for that shit. They don't have any of that stuff. Those Amish people do it pretty quickly. Yeah, but they use like ropes to like and a bunch of manpower to like actually like raise the well, sides. They have men and they the have buildings. They have vines. But we don't I imagine those they vines. Have ropes. Vines, dude. There's plenty of vines. You can use vines. They look strong. It's a community of about like a hundred people in total, I think they said. Yeah. So half of that is gonna be children. And then of that quarter that's left half or of that half that's left a quarter of that is going to be women so like how do they have enough like able-bodied like manpower and like people to actually like build up and pull and hold like actual sides of buildings i'm not going to let children do that they can't <laughs> yeah i guess but i he figured it out i'm going bu- bullshit that is on a- this uh construction that's have all you, i'm saying i mean you've 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 read the walking dead you saw how quickly they established their community and then totally forgot about zombies. Like, apparently it doesn't take that long. They found an abandoned, like, housing complex. What are you talking about? Well, they, they established everything, though. They made it, they changed it to an old west town. I don't think it looked like that to begin with. 
They put saloon doors on the buildings that takes construction power. And plus, I think that the didn't the whole city get taken with them? So they could probably find tools. I'm sure somebody has a toolbox in those apartments. Like, you can loot the area, find shit that you need. You know, the buildings were there, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about the city that was there, too. I assume all the contents of the buildings are also in there. So probably that's how they did it so fast. Yeah, I completely forgot about the city being there. Yeah. And then, okay, so the last, the last note I have was, uh, or no, I guess I have a couple more. At some point, Ed's wife, I guess, is that, are they married or is it a girlfriend or what is that? Bodyguard. She said she was the bodyguard. Yeah. And then they kissed, so. They're the bodyguard. The fuck exact relationship. Buddy, I guess. But uh, she says, oh, that's, that's great. Let's celebrate. And then Duncan's like, no, let's work even harder. Or not Duncan, fucking Ed says this, which uh, seems pretty lame of him to just want to work harder and not celebrate. And then I guess the big reveal about this volume is that we learn that Nathan was the cause of the transference by some machine as well, which uh, I wasn't that wowed by that reveal. What did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of explains how he would have had some kind of idea of what he needed to create to like make his belt that transferred him over there, I guess, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like some huge like cliffhanger that's got me aching to read the next volume immediately. Yeah, I thought I was a little bit like, eh, I don't give a shit. Like I liked what he was doing with his uh like, rescue missions, but him being like the scientist too that can do like superhero shit like that wasn't doing it if, for me. If that was going to be your big reveal, then they kind of fucked up by having him already find his brother Ed. Like that should have been like, that should have been where you left it off, was like, yeah. oh, wait, Ed actually is alive, and we just found out this is all my fault, and that's why he's been so dead set on going there yeah. and risking his life every couple of days for the last maybe eight years to try to find his brother, because it's mm -hmm. his fault and he feels responsible for it. But instead, they have him find Ed, and then, like, they dick around for a little bit, and he gets taken away by the FBI. Well, Ed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they all know, everyone in the regular world on Earth knows that he's the guy who goes and does, does these missions and shit. And he's got a man there who immediately gets called a bum by some passerbyer. But wouldn't the FBI not be cunts and just be like, oh, clearly you're not from here. You were just brought back with the guy who goes and does these missions. Yeah. Maybe we should bring you along since you clearly don't know what the world is like now for the past 10 years. And you're going to be fucking lost in confused and all alone with no money or no people to contact for help like yeah what a dick move like why right. did they not bring him along that's so dumb yeah it is it really is yeah that, it is weird that they found that brother so quickly i i think that that should be something for a little bit farther down the line yeah that's the thing you can build as a cliffhanger yeah but yeah you're right it's like oh shit the brother but no it's like we already found i feel like we've already accomplish the mission here so what either they're gonna come back or they're gonna just stay trying to convince like his people to come with him or go to live with them it's, and then and then story now, like, over a terrorist or something yeah. yeah like there's no point in really continuing this story we, yeah we're done okay we, we, we did it we, we, we got found to the, the end job well done yeah. good job everyone <laughs> pat on the back <laughs> great work great work guys <laughs>
Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the notes I have for this. Any? Do you have anything else about this book? No, not really. All right. So I guess uh, try it. I, I, I don't know. It, it was uh, just okay. I, I would I would recommend The Walking Dead or Invincible if you really want to. No, go Outcast first. That <laughs> yeah. was awesome. All right, or Outcast. All right, want to hear a review? I do. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. All right. For some reason, this uh, volume one was not on Amazon, which is really weird. Uh, they had volume two and three, but not volume one. But uh, I found a review on Goodreads, hmm. and uh, we will... None of them are all that funny, but I'll just read this one real quick. It's four stars, and it's The Walking Dead plus Black Science plus Black Hammer. And that's Oblivion. Do you know Black Science? No. I don't either, but I know Black Hammer and I know The Walking Dead. I had not heard anything about Kirkman's newest title until I was lucky enough to get my hands on an an advanced reader edition, TPB, featuring the first six issues. From the synopsis alone, I knew it was right up my alley, and honestly, it was as good as I'd hoped it would be. In Oblivion Song, Kirkman creates a new sci-fi world filled with monsters that immediately sucks you in to the mystery surrounding Oblivion, the Oblivion event. What caused it? Will it happen again? It's big science fiction, but it's really the characters that draw you in. Take the main character. He's a scientist on a very personal quest to try and rescue the those stranded in Oblivion. But there's more to it than just wanting to bring back those who have been displaced. It's clear there is more to his story, and you can't help but want to follow along. Helping Kirkman bring those monsters and characters to life are Italian artist Lorenzo de Felici and Annalise fuck these names Annalisa Leone. De Felici does the line work while Leone does the colors. The art is beautiful while still gritty enough to meet the demand of the story. So there you go. A little bit of a background story too. That was all I had for review. Nice. So, speaking of, uh, what, superheroes and comic books and, uh... And cunts. And cunts. Fuck! These comic book shows! We saw the boys. Except for this one. What do you mean? Oh, not this comic? Yeah, Don't yeah. fuck this one. Well, maybe, maybe you can fuck it. But, but no pleasure. Way, for pleasure. The best comedy thing any comic book has ever done. Yeah, I I enjoyed this show a lot. I I actually finished it in two days. Did you count how many times they said cunt? No, I didn't keep a running tally. All right, I got I to forgot. I got I I counted sixteen, but I don't know if I missed any. So that's at least two cunts per episode. No, there's nine episodes. There's eight episodes. Okay then. <laughs> I really like the way that this show starts is because it's two kids talking about superheroes using lots of swearing in the very first scene. They're just taking giraffes have black tongues and putting it into the boys. Because that's what we do here. They're, they're stealing our thunder. Or they pay an homage to us. Maybe it's homage. Because of our, our episode there, got this show green lit and made. Maybe. Could be it. Yeah. We uh, brought interest to the boys, the comic series. 
by using our swearing. Exactly. Yeah. And also that, that scene with the girlfriend with a train running through the girlfriend was pretty well done too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's just like the comic basically, but yeah, I did enjoy that. I thought it was well done. The slow-mo stuff with all the blood and fucking gore and midair (laughs) flipping around. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. But, but in this Huey is not Scottish. I wonder why they changed that. I mean, maybe just because Butcher is British. So maybe they didn't want to try to make it more Americanized, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And I, I feel like Huey's dad looked more like the Huey from the comic books as well. Did you also I'm get the... Peg? Yeah, yeah. Mm, not really. I don't really think they look that much alike. Oh, okay. Huey well... in the comics was bald, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but uh, Simon Pegg's got some pretty thin hair, though, so I I feel like it could work. Maybe. I don't know. I also like, uh, what the hell's her name? Starlight. Starlight's casting couch video that she was making to show her superpowers, I think, in the first episode. Very creepy. I like that she's, uh, I like her training montage where she's just, like, punching holes in the side of the garage or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, during that scene, I thought she was Hellcat. Well, I mean, they are both on factory-made power boosters, so... That's true, yeah. They both have blonde hair. Well, no. Hellcat is a redhead. In the show, though, in that Jessica Jones show, she was blonde, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a redhead. (laughs) In the show, she was a redhead, or you're, you're telling me. The book, she's a redhead. Oh, well. Show she was a blonde. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, this Vought Industries, was that a big, like, point in the in the book at all? I don't remember Vought Industries at all. Do you remember that? Not in that first volume that we read. Like, there's way more that happens throughout these eight episodes than what we got into in the book in that first volume. Yeah. So, if that's how the story plays out in the book, I assume it's got to be introduced fairly soon i would think in the next volume probably but i i kind of like that idea of like the branding superheroes that was interesting and just like very disney-esque this vaught industries but with real superheroes oh so and uh, i like the scene where huey is at the uh, convenience store trying to buy something or another but just all the a-train branded products were there so they had like a-train beer in the same aisle as A-Train Frosted Flakes and A-Train Red Bull. That's, yeah. a, that's a really weird yeah. aisle. What the fuck aisle is that? Why are there so many That's the A-Train items? aisle, man. I guess. Damn. Everything in that <laughs> aisle is all A-Train uh, yeah. memorabilia. I wonder why Next Frosted Flakes... is the Black Noir aisle. Okay. Is that how they organize their shit? I mean, General Mills wants to get that uh, big yeah. money celebrity endorsement. Yeah. To go with the fastest man alive. But shouldn't he be on, like, Wheaties or something? That would make more sense. Well, I mean, Imperion. Or Homelander, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe he may be. But uh, I, I feel Ma- like... Uh, what's the girl's name? Mav? Maeve? Yeah, something like that. Maybe she was on Wheaties this month? Maybe. But I feel like A-Train is, the, is like, the sports one. Yeah, but you can't only put him on Wheaties every month. Like, you have to alternate them out. Because otherwise, people aren't going to collect all your various boxes. 
Frosted Flakes are 100% sugar, too, so it's funny to put, like, the sports guys on that one. It alternates, I'm assuming, like, every couple months. So people keep buying the same cereal to get all the collected collectible boxes. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense on a branding level. Collect them all. Yeah. Oh, and then the... <laughs> With go, going to, back to Starlight, when she was with the Deep in that uh, scene where he takes out his dick, I like that he has like yeah. a incre- incredible speedo tan line. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. It's all. It was only <laughs> the Deep so though, instead of like the entire team. Yeah, yeah. Everyone changed from the book. Everyone had their dicks out in the book. They're like later on. on in the show, like the Deep gets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's revealed by Starlight, like what happened, and she doesn't name names specifically, but. Everyone from the organization knows that the Deep has a history of doing this to people. Yeah. So they send him off onto exile, and they send him to Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. Uh... Which I love. I love the idea of the aquatic superpowered guy living in like the middle of the Midwest, Ohio. That's fucking awesome. Well, the Sandusky is right by the lake. You got a great lake there. We do have a great lake. It's a, a great, great lake. lake. Yes. It's not the worst place you could send him. No, send them like Arizona. Yeah, that's true. It's, not, it's not like Texas or like yeah. uh, Utah yeah. or New Mexico, just like fucking Nevada. Send them to Las Vegas where there's no fucking water. I guess rooftop pools, though. That'd be cool, like jumping from pool to pool on the roof. <laughs> That'd be a fucking great superhero thing. Man, why don't they do that? You could just protect the pools of Las Vegas. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What a, what a gig. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I also like the. Very early on, uh, Elizabeth Shue's character, the leader of the organization yeah. there, she's talking to the mayor of Baltimore, trying to like negotiate what superpower or what superhero they'll loan to the city of Baltimore to have as like their official protector. I love that that's how cities in this universe get their superheroes. So it's not like Batman just grows up in Gotham and wants to protect Gotham because he loves it. It's because the mayor of Gotham would pay a couple hundred thousand dollars in order to buy his services for like two years yeah. of protection. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that the whole thing, and, and it's like, yeah, they're it's revealed that they're basically manufacturing these superheroes with, with their uh, blue serum or whatever the fuck it is when they're children, and that's how they become superpowered. So, you know, it makes sense how they're doing that. It's a, the, uh, They're playing the long game with the superhero thing. Yeah. Yeah, and also the deep when uh, after he shows Starlight his dick, uh he had a pretty funny line where he said, What, not not sex, just a little pole smoking <laughs> which I thought that was pretty good. He's like, Don't worry, it's not gross, it's just pole smoking <laughs> Which is like way sounds way worse when you put it that way. Yeah, that doesn't sound better. No, it sounds far worse. Wait, hold on. Did they say something else about Ohio here? I might have said something. Yeah, the line is, I recorded this and posted it everywhere I could as okay. soon as I saw this episode. Okay. I sent it to you, too, but really? I didn't bother watching it, apparently. Hmm. <laughs> well, wait, where'd you send you it talking to about, me? Are you talking about when the Deep first gets uh, to his new apartment complex? Yeah. And he's talking to the mayor of Sandusky? Yeah. He's like, he's like oh, don't worry about This is uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Here's your per diem. He's like, wait, you mean I have to make my own food? He's like, well, we also have a Dairy Queen. It's like, oh, oh yeah. you mean with blizzards? He says, like, with a little bit of hope in his voice. He's yeah. like, yeah, you can get some blizzards. Oh, hell yeah, blizzards. 
Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> and, good. And then he says, uh, he goes, well, what's my crime itinerary look like? He's like, well, there isn't so much a lot of crime here. It's This is Sandusky. We're not a shithole like Akron. Yeah, what the fuck? Boom. Damn. That, that was it, yeah. Akron, Ohio gets another shout out in these shout comic outs, books. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, he does have, they, they mentioned Cedar Point, of course. I mean, so he can at least go to yeah, Cedar that was, Point. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was, that was the one perk he mentioned, too. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, like, I mean, Cedar we Point? do have the world's, huh? the world's best amusement park. Yeah. Not so bad, Sandusky. I like that. There was some kind of, uh, I don't remember what exactly it was, but Seth Rogen has like a two second cameo in the show. Oh. Promoting a black noir movie? Yeah, movie, yeah. I guess. He did. And last week, I I said that Joe Rogan talked shit about Game of Thrones. I meant Seth Rogen. Yeah, that, that reminded me that I was saying the wrong Rogan. Seth Rogen was at the Preacher panel talking shit about Game of Thrones. Okay, see, because when you said the Preacher panel, I should have like yeah. asked you if that's who it was, because that makes 100% sense, because he is the executive producer of the show. And like... So I said it, I didn't realize I said Joe Rogan when I was saying it, and then I did the editing and I didn't realize that I said Joe Rogan again, and then when I listened back, like after I posted it, I'm like, oh fuck, I meant Seth Rogan, not fucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> I don't know, it took me like three times to figure it out, I, I just, it just did not register that they were different people until then. Like, shit, that's the wrong one. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I wrote that down in my notes to correct myself with that one. Good job. Yeah, good job. Because I mean... That's. I was confused because Joe Rogan's sort of like a famous podcaster now, and he's like a he calls play by play for like a MMA fighting on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know if like maybe they were trying to like appeal to like the cool demographic by instead of getting Chris Hardwick to just host another one of these awful shows or AMC, they like hired Joe Rogan to appeal to like the sports fan comic yeah. book lovers. That's right. They they had some Sports Center coverage of uh, a train's race that was pretty fun yeah sports man I'm telling you we I mean, it's a race to find the fastest man alive of yeah that's gonna be all over sports center and then he juices before the race yeah he's a big juicer well <laughs> yeah he's not the hero we all thought he was right okay and then and then there was a uh there's like a attempted rape scene that starlight sees and uh, beats the shit out of these guys without wearing her costume and Vought Industries is really pissed at her for doing this it's like oh everyone's gonna know who you are now but it's like she doesn't wear a mask so I don't know what the big deal is like who the fuck cares is it the brand maybe you gotta wear the costume for the brand I think but also because the two attackers were threatening to sue her once they found Uh, out who she was I see. Because of the damages they caused and because the uh, victim or the attempted victim like ran off and didn't come forward to back her story to the cops, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like... They're upset about that. But it was clearly on camera. I don't understand why they... Couldn't she just watch the... You could just see it on the camera? Yeah. Like, it's pretty clearly holding this woman down, bending her over, like trying to take your dick out. Like, it's, come on, it's pretty obvious from the video. But maybe it's a deep fake. Oh, yeah, and uh, I like the line that Butcher says about, like, take the red pill and quit being a cunt, or take whatever pill you're supposed to take and quit <laughs> being a cunt. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. That was a good cunt. That's I like a great that line. Yeah. That's a good fucking line, yeah. It's like, I don't remember what color pill is a good pill. 
But take the take the good one. Oh, and then and then we also had Translucent, who was not in the was he in the comic? I mean, he's an invisible character, so yeah, maybe he maybe. was. Yeah. I don't He just like hangs out in the girls' room and jerks off, I guess, all day. But yeah, they, they put a bomb in his ass and Huey blows up his his uh, ass bomb. That was pretty fun. I what I didn't understand Edgy. was he's a he's like a a translucent invisible character. Yeah. But why would that make him invincible? Yeah, apparently he also has like this, they they capture skin. him and they put him in like a yeah, they put him in like a dog cage that they have electrified cuz he is prone to electricity. Yeah. Like uh electrocution. Mm-hmm. But why the fuck can nothing hurt him just because he can go invisible? That didn't make any sense to me. I guess he just has also has Luke Cage because, powers. I think he just Or like, is it because this juice gives them all like some varying mm. degree of invulnerability because Starlight got shot like twice yeah point blank by a shotgun by butcher and she like kind of walked it off after a while yeah so maybe they are all kind of invincible right maybe to a degree okay i think yeah i think he's just stacking abilities so he has that invisibility plus luke cage skin i don't understand why they don't just throw paint on him and then they can see him when he's in that cage do you do you normally oh in the cage yeah because well, i mean he was covered in if blood he, in the fight scene when they captured him so i don't i don't really understand and you could see that he was there but i mean you locked him in a cage and you were under the impression that none of your team was gonna betray you and let him out of that cage so you don't really need to see him necessarily because he yeah. should still be in that cage unless one of them turns cunt and like releases him true you don't want to turn cunt. Yeah. So okay, yeah, I liked I liked that ass bomb scene. Uh, there's also one point where Huey is talking to his dad. You know, he's like pissed off as his dad. He's trying to say like mean things, and uh, the thing that actually <laughs> the thing that actually gets his dad to react was he's like, and I hate pizza rolls. He's like, now you love pizza rolls. You take that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh... Simon Pegg was great in this show. Yeah, too. I like that. Couple that's, of parts he had. That's when he realized this is serious. What he's saying. Don't talk shit about pizza rolls. I love the female who we actually. She does have an actual name. Oh yeah. It. What is it? What was I her didn't name? Write it down. And K- I'm gonna Kumiko or something. I think it's yeah, Kumiko. Maybe like that. But yeah, yeah. She she was awesome in this too. Yeah, she was so, cool. Okay, so yeah, it has. They all have some form of some degree of invulnerability because she also gets killed by Black Noir, but she's able to like regenerate. Oh right, yeah. Because she's she's been locked away, being doped up on that shit too. Right. Yeah, she's very violent, which is cool. I like Haley Joel Osment's. He was like a. I, I love that he was on like a SVU spinoff show. Because his power in this, I forget what his name is, Mesmero? Uh, power in this, yeah. If he touches Mesmerizer. your hand or touches skin-to-skin contact, yeah, like he can, he can see your thoughts and like your history and all your lies. So they had like an entire like Doogie Hauser style show, just SVU style form. Right. Was there an OD scene? Did somebody OD? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The Pop Claw, the A Train's girlfriend. How uh, she has dealer, yeah, slash X twenty three. Okay, well, just talking about her real quick here. 
So yeah, yeah, the, uh, so yeah, I know what it is now. Yeah. Instead of paying for rent, she offers to fuck her uh, <laughs> landlord. Yeah. He's like being reluctant and respectful for a while, and then like finally he goes for it, and uh, he's eating her out, and then she just starts yelling, "Eat my ass!" as she's like squatting on his I'm face. I'm a filthy pig who likes to eat ass. That's what she's making him say. And then. And she's all doped up on the uh, blue. Yeah. And so without even like realizing what she's doing, she like squeezes too tightly with her thighs and ass <laughs> and just smashes yeah. this guy's skull. And the <laughs> like the dripping of like blood that's like falling down from like her legs and like wow. skull after she stands up is hilarious. Such yeah. a gross, awesome visual. Yeah, that part was pretty fucked. So oh, I like that they kept the show edgy. That was pretty edgy. Eat eat that ass to death, son. Yeah, Alexi. <laughs> but then, yeah, A-Train comes over and uh, decides that he wants to kill her because she told Butcher about, about uh, whatever it was because of that ass-eating scene. It's like, oh, we'll clean this up for you if you uh, tell us about the drugs or whatever. So then they find out about that, so... A-Train just sticks a bunch of needles in her arm and makes her OD. Yeah, they used it to blackmail her, and then he killed her like, to make it look like an OD. Well, she stuck four needles into her arms at the same time. Like, who would do that? A real junkie. <laughs> Someone who really needed help. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, they killed herself. She shot herself in the back of the head seven times. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> Uh, I was going to bring up AA groups again, because they have AA groups for survivors of superhero bullshit. And this one dude is telling a story about, like, fucking this ice princess and that she froze while he was uh, fucking her. And that made his dick freeze and fall off. That's pretty brutal. Speaking of edgy sex scenes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's talk about how great Hood was as the Homelander. Like, the entire time, like, he's just... He's smiling in front of the cameras and saying all the right shit to like the press and every every chance that he has to. But yeah. then like he's doing the most evil fucked up shit imaginable. Like after the negotiations with the mayor of Baltimore don't work out and there he and his son are like flying on a private jet back home. Yeah. Like uh out of the window the son's like, "Hey, look dad, it's Homelander." And then you just see Homelander's eyes like glowing and he just shoots the plane out of the sky and just murders yeah, the mayor for kind of like being a dick in the negotiations with uh, Elizabeth Shue's character. Well, that's, he's in love with. That's another thing about Homelander. He really hates planes. Like he just flat out refused <laughs> yeah. to save I'm, another plane too. No, that <laughs> one was fucking amazing. So like, there's a, a terrorist organization or something that somehow uh, hijacks a plane mid-flight, and yeah. Homelander and uh, Lady Moff, or yeah, maybe whatever her name is. The two of them go and fly up to it. Homelander's the only one who can fly, so he had to like kind of carry Maeve with him. Yeah. And so they stopped the bad guys, and they didn't realize that there was one more terrorist in the cockpit with the two pilots, and he'd already killed them before they were able to like stop him. And so the plane is going to crash, and she's just begging. She's practically breaking down and like crying in tears, begging Homelander to like not be an asshole right. and just like go out, fly outside, and just like land the plane safely because he's super strong and wouldn't be any kind of a problem whatsoever. He's just making up all these excuses to like not yeah, have geez. to bother. 
He's like, yeah, I mean, I could, but you know, what if I accidentally miscalculate and I might like wipe out a city? Whoops, clumsy me. <laughs> yeah. And so like there's there's this mother like begging them to like take her, her little like seven-year-old daughter and save her. Homelander is like, all right, I'm not saving anyone. But he, the entire time he's yelling at Maeve, I'm not going to save anyone. Make up your mind. Either come with me right now and you can live. Or you can stay on this plane and fucking die with everyone else on here. He keeps yelling this at her while everyone is like hearing him. And they're all like realizing like they're not saving us. And so they're all starting to freak out. And he just keeps yelling at them and threatening to like burn all of them alive with his uh, laser eyes. If they don't leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. It's it's such a such an insanely evil fucking like <laughs> scene. But it's awesome. Like yeah, I loved it. Yeah. That was amazing. That was, a, that was a good scene. Yeah. I, and I just, yeah, I feel like he could just stop the plane i think it i feel like it wouldn't be that hard for him either which is like superman's done that how many times yeah that's why it's <laughs> yeah. a thousand times like yeah. more evil exactly. and hilarious doesn't seem like that difficult <laughs> it's, he's like no it's we can't say nothing task for him but <laughs> yeah. he's just lazy he doesn't want to yeah that's pretty good i, I liked homelander in this he's he's a good villain so he keeps making this one smirk that on banshee he would always make as hood uh-huh. Anytime he was about to pick a fight with someone and just magically beat the living Christ out of him, like yeah. with no problem whatsoever. So every time he would do that, I kept picturing that scene in like Banshee where he always makes that face right before he just fucks somebody up. Right. I we haven't read far enough here into the books, but at the very end there, he Elizabeth Shue's character lies to him about like his son still being alive because he. Right. It's heavily implied butcher's under the impression that he raped butcher's wife and uh i don't remember if he ever actually comes forward and flat out says he did it or didn't i think he asked him like what it would matter if he knew the truth or not i think that's the only answer he kind of gives right but uh it's heavily implied that it was rape and that butcher's wife had killed herself shortly thereafter or else he killed butcher's wife to disappear her afterwards and so that's why Butcher this entire time is so just hates all the superheroes so badly wants to get them. It's all because he wants to get to Homelander to avenge his dead wife. And uh, Elizabeth Shue's character's boss, whoever that guy was, who was only in it for the one episode, he tells Homelander the truth that um, Butcher's wife got pregnant from the raping slash maybe sex. And uh, it's actually Homelander's kid, and they had to relocate him to keep him, try to keep him safe and out of his reach. So it kind of ends on this giant, huge cliffhanger where he murders Elizabeth Shue's character by melting her eyeballs from her face. And I kept thinking her, because her character has a little baby son, like a toddler, like a two-year-old. And I kept thinking like that kid was going to be Butcher's wife's kid that she was just raising herself and kind of keeping close by because she knew it was the Homelander's son. That's what I thought that kid was. But no, it turns out Butcher's wife is actually still alive, living in a home with her son. He's actually way older than that little kid baby was. And it kind of ends with uh, Homelander taking Butcher to their front yard and revealing the wife and son. That's where it ends. So, did they sign on for season two? I have no idea. Okay. Well, hopefully they have. Hopefully. Yeah. I enjoyed the show a lot. Oh, and I had one more note about 
Sandusky as well. When apparently when you buy lobsters in Sandusky, they just kill the lobster immediately. I think you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so fork. Okay, so yeah. So the deep God damn it. Alright, so the deep was a great character and we need yeah. to talk a little bit about how amazing he is. Need a spin off. So he keeps going off he keeps like begging Elizabeth Shoe's character to like let him do all this like basically anything that like Aquaman or Namor would do in like the comic books. Kind of like just go and like protect and like hang out with like aquatic life. That's all he wants to do. And uh at one point in time there's like a it's like basically seawall is what it is. It's some kind of like I think they call it like ocean land. Yeah. But he steals this dolphin that they just got and he's driving it around in a truck trying to like get it to the ocean to set it free and let it like go back home. <laughs> and, uh, like he yeah. gets he gets into a car accident. And this dolphin just goes <laughs> flying through the windshield and it lands in the road and the dolphin is still kind of communicating with him. Somehow the dolphin survived, even though it wasn't like submerged yeah. in water at all the entire car well, ride. They, they, but can, they can breathe ignore that, ignore that part. They breathe ignore the air. Part. Yeah, but I mean, they need the water I guess, to survive. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it lands right in the middle of the street and then like the deep like freaks out and he sees, oh, thank God, you're okay. I'm coming to get you. I promised you I would get you home safe. And then right as he's saying that line, <laughs> Jesus, like the yeah. semi truck just runs it over. It just disgustingly smashes this fucking dolphin in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, he but, has really bad so luck with these to, sea animals. Yeah, he just keeps trying to save all this like ocean life. Oh, yeah, and the, the dolphin was trying to fuck him too, right? The dolphin was like, yeah. oh yeah, let's or fuck. It was, or he was like talking about how he's gonna like fuck it when he got it. Oh yeah. Or something. And I think he says like that. I, I promised you I would get you home safe, and we could do that then or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which dolphins are pretty rapey animals too. There's tons of videos of dolphins like humping people, so you know it makes sense. Yeah, they're very rapey animals. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty good too. I almost forgot about that. So because they do just give you the lobster in a box, they don't kill the lobster. Like, why are they killing the lobster? Still alive. <laughs> I like it's how they're cooked. Even better about that part is like the guy is going to grab a different lobster for him. And he's like, no, no, no. Because he was specifically talking to this different lobster. It's like, that's the one for me. And the guy's like, oh, OK, pal. And then he just stabs it. And the, guy, the lobster just dies. <laughs> yeah. You just see his face. Like, he's uh-huh. so like heartbroken again. Yeah. Can't catch a break. It's OK. Anything else about this show? I think that's all I want to have to talk about. For being as awesome and as badass a character as black noir was oh he didn't I was do a little shit. bit surprised at how rarely he like appears like he's just he's barely on this thing he only shows up ever if they need someone to fight the uh the girl the female yeah and there's apparently an actor who plays black noir but i thought it was just a mannequin for most of the time you could just have him stand there and just i don't know why you would pay the actor maybe it was only for the fight scenes yeah i guess yeah, I would I would recommend the show though. It was it was a lot of it was really good. Really binged it here. Um I enjoyed it a lot. Recommend. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you ended up getting all the way through. I know, it, yeah, I, I don't like, usually. Saturday I, I texted you and asked you if you'd like seen this part yet and you're like, "Oh, I haven't even started." <laughs> yeah, I got a late start to it, but uh, I watched it all in the past 2 days. Any anything anytime Marvel has written some god awful piece of shit joke for some cunt character like Tony fucking Stark to shout out to try to be hilarious and witty. Yeah. It fails. They are not good at writing comedy for comic book characters. Well, this show is the funniest fucking thing. Any comic book character or 
comic book series has ever fucking been or done. Well, yeah. You know, they had the tick on Amazon as well, so I don't know, I guess just yeah. Amazon. Amazon Amazon's been a thousand on comedy comic book series. Yeah, comedy comic book series. Except for they cancel them too fast. Featuring lobsters. They also Lobstercules? Lobs- yeah. Lobstercules? I can't Yeah, lobs- Lobstercules. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's all I have for the boys then. Everyone watch it immediately. Great show. Yeah, really A+. Plus. I enjoyed it. All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, no, I don't. All right. So what do you want to read for next week? Oh, shit. And what do you want to watch for next week, too? Oh, yeah. We're doing Blade. Are we watching Blade? Blade. So join us for that next week. So that's an older TV show. Oh, yeah. The Sticky Fingers is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Blade. The Sticky Fingers show. Um, okay, and what do you want to read for next week? So, I'm going to pick Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens. What the fuck? Incubus and Other Stories. Holy fuck, hold on. Volume 1. Or Part 1, sorry. Predator versus... It's a two-parter. Judge Dredd. Versus Aliens. Alright, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it does. Yeah, shit, okay. Sounds good. Uh, and I'm going to pick... Baltimore, the Infernal Train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking tracks, dude. All right. So join us again next week on Talking <laughs> Tracks. Yeah. This is a good show. This is a great show. Baltimore, the Infernal Train. Yep. Should be should be fun. And th- this one has three issues at least, and not just one. So hopefully, there's more to talk about. Triple the trains. Hell yeah! That's all I need. More trains. Follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I mean, I already said mine in the intro, but... Well, this, this is the outro. I'm on the internet at DC the God. We are at Talking Tracks on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talking Tracks. Riders. <laughs> Jolly Time Station. Uh, on Twitter at Giraffes HBT Pod. Facebook and Twitter as well. Patreon.com slash drafts have black tongs yeah and then you can go to soundcloud.com and check out daniel burbank hell yeah join us again next week for blade the tv show predator versus judge dread versus aliens and baltimore the number one infernal train number one all right because apparently there's two of them on there sweet it's a lot of judge dread yeah speaking of uh carl Fuck, which one is it? Carl Urban? Yeah, Carl. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, Judge Dredd. Fuck yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. I always think of Sylvester Stallone when I think Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah. You gotta watch the new one. Watch that new movie. Yeah, it's all right. That's yeah, it's good. I have a feel. I have a feeling. I think I'm good without watching it. Uh, you're missing out. Carl Urban, probably from uh, the boys' fame. Oh yeah, might have something good to see. Oh yeah, so Lady Mauve or whatever her name is. That's the girl that was on the first two seasons of Hell on Wheels. Oh okay. Till the Swede killed her. 
Oh, what an asshole. And ruined Bohannon's life, and then he had to try to kill him by pushing him off a train track. Oh, shit. And he thought he killed him because he fell into the river, and he was gone for a while, but he just got saved by some Mormon family. Ah, uh, this... I think I remember that part, actually. I think I did get that far in. Should rewatch that show for, uh... Is that based on a comic book? For talking tracks? Yeah. Oh, man, if there was it's a... Certainly not based on one, but maybe they've... Done a, I don't think they've done nah, any like, spinoff issues. I don't think they've done any spinoff anything for that. But yeah, Talking Tracks. I like this idea of a podcast. Talking Tracks, the Hell on Wheels <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Or just like the, the train podcast. Featuring Hell on Wheels every episode? Yeah. You have to at least mention it like three times an episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, Hell on Wheels references. Fuck yeah. I'm your, I'm your, ho- uh, I'm your uh, conductor. Oh, that's, yeah. That's going to be my intro every episode of that. You gotta, I'm your, I'm your trolley connect conductor, Dave. I gotta get like a train sound effects for the soundboard. Fuck, get a train whistle, yeah. Yeah, fuck. How do you Shit. not have a train whistle? I don't know, I just thought of it. I just thought we're, about it. We're 78 episodes into this train podcast we've been doing now, yeah. and you don't have a train whistle yet. I know, I should, I That's need one. That's the drop we all need. <laughs> the baseball song can wait. Yeah, fuck baseball, trains. Train whistles. 